Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place where you can find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week we will take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join Joe and Jeremy as they get real with themselves, with God, and with you. Welcome in to another episode of Real Life, Living in the Here and Now. It's a great podcast that talks about real life events, things that are going on in our daily lives. I'm Scott Napier, setting in with uh, your host, Joe Farmer, today as we uh, are talking about vision. And hello, Joe. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to have you again today. Look forward to discussing this topic. And Great to be here. Hopefully it will help some folks. Great to be here as always. Again, I want to say thank you for the work that you're doing here. And uh, not only your friend, I'm one of the listeners to the podcast. So we enjoy that as we listen. Uh, in today's world, technologically, it's easy. Yeah. So, if, so if we don't seek out those avenues where we can get some good sound uh, word and good sound help it's our, kind of on us isn't it yeah yeah so easy to do you know i'm in this laid off period as a lot of people are right now so uh while i'm doing my chores daily i can listen to different podcasts i like to do that while i work and do my honeydew projects yeah <laughs> so a... i appreciate your uh, your podcast i appreciate you scott and uh have had a few technical difficulties getting going and getting a lot of those lined out we had a glitch with itunes uh, on our last uh Episode. I want to let people know that um, you can download and listen to uh, um, our podcast on Podbean. Uh, we'll try. To, we always try to post those on our Facebook page, which is Real sure. Life Living in Here Now. So um, just bear with us. Uh, I'm just a just a hillbilly from Harlan County, and I live in Clay County, trying to figure this out. But uh, we're just wanting to share some things with folks that uh, a lot of this God is just things God shared with me that I really right. took me a long time to figure out and I'm just hoping if uh might save somebody some trouble and maybe uh, they can go on and do something more productive with their life than uh you know struggle with some of the things that I've struggled with and maybe you know <laughs> get through it and so uh, that's why we're doing this that's right helping somebody else yeah and it is well, we've got a, a great topic here. I know I talked with you on the phone a little bit uh, earlier this week. You were telling me that you're going to be uh, continuing talking about vision, and we must have a vision, how we obtain that vision, how we, uh, I guess, uh, today you're going to talk about conception and, 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 and continue on with that great thought. Yeah, Scott, you know, God, it's, really this was a sermon God gave me um, probably over 20 years ago. Yeah. But it's one of those uh, lessons that you that you learn uh, through the process of researching this that that really applies to your life. And I wanted to share it with folks when I when I begin to uh, research what um, a vision is and and how you go from conception to you know uh, fruition of a vision. Uh, it really mimics childbirth. And when God first spoke that to me, that's what he told me. He actually spoke to me about a specific place and said they're in the ter third trimester. And I thought, what, in, wow, yeah. what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. So I began to research, uh, you know, childbirth and uh, nursing literature. And, and the similarities um, in that is really um, 
it's, it's amazing. So I actually called this uh, giving birth to a vision, and that's how vision starts. It's just like childbirth. The first thing that happens is is conception. That's the actual act of, of becoming pregnant. It's beginning or literally the, the, the word vision means a general ideal. So a lot of people out there, maybe um, you've got a general ideal of something that you want to do or something that you you know that god's put in your heart a vision is just a general idea of what god wants us to do and what he wants us to become and that's the act of becoming pregnant with a vision or a dream that god's given you um you know and you think back when when uh, your wife first told you she was pregnant maybe with jared or me Mm -hmm. um the news of that brings a whole bunch of emotions. Yes, you know, it does. Uh, yeah. Surprise, maybe mm-hmm. depending on the circumstances, you could be shocked. Yeah. You know, maybe you're like uh, fear, fear, <laughs> anxiety, yeah, all, all the above, yeah. 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 nervous right. breakdown, yeah. overwhelming sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the same thing happens. You know, if if God's maybe calling you to do something. Right. You know, I know when God began to call me to preach. I, you know, it freaked me. I literally went home every day and I, I put my head on a pillow and I cried. Yeah, all day long. And I told God all these other people that would do a much better job than I would, you know. So he's calling me, and I'm calling everybody else. Like that's the first time he's heard that. Response, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a sinner. And, uh, yeah, that's right, yeah. You know, but a pregnancy announces itself in subtle ways. One of the first things that happens when you become pregnant, naturally, is you get sick. Mm-hmm. And fatigue, you get sick and tired. Sick and tired. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you become pregnant with a vision God's giving you, a lot of times people misunderstand this because maybe you get sick and tired of where you are. Right. You look at uh, your circumstances and you start finding fault in things. You start, you know, I could do that better. You know, that that's not right. I, I don't think they should do it that way. That's actually a natural thing, Scott. But mm-hmm. if we don't recognize it, then we can become critical, sure. judgmental. Yeah. We can uh, get to the point we don't leave well. You know, God may very well be calling you somewhere else. But mm-hmm. if you don't recognize that, that those sick and tired feelings are actually uh, something from God that God's using. Uh, God also knows, I think, sometimes that if, if, he, if we don't become discontented, or if we don't become even miserable where we're at, we're not going to go right. where he wants right. us to go. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like the the bird that yeah. stirs the nest. Yeah. Uh, that you know, I had a bird nest in my uh, in my little tree in front of my dining room the mm-hmm. other day, and and these birds, and you know, sometimes I'll go remove the nest before right. they lay eggs, or whatever, and I go to remove the nest, and I look, and there's these baby birds in it. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, now what do I do? How can I do this now? Yeah. So I take the knife, I'll just put it in another tree. Well, the, the mama bird is literally like pacing the yard. Yeah. And I'm, I imagine if I could understand bird language, she's screaming, my baby! What did I do baby? with my baby? Yeah. <laughs> my baby! Yeah. And there's this one bird in there for some reason. I Finally, I take it back and put it back in the tree. Don't want to stay in the nest. Just no. lays on the side of the nest, falls out of the nest, you know. And I imagine maybe that bird was getting, you know, Mama might have been getting yeah. him ready to leave, That's you right. know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, God does that to us. The reason, um, you know, that you're maybe discontented uh, with church yeah. or with church programs or certain things is, is it's not because you're cold. You're pregnant. Yeah. You're pregnant with a vision that God's given you. 
And so I, I, I like to, you know, hope people can begin to look at things through those lens. And before you become, uh, you know, really critical or really judgmental or uh, begin to uh, criticize maybe uh, people where they're at, you know, in the season in their life that you recognize that and you begin to talk to the Lord about that and maybe he's calling you to do something else. Yeah. Well, there is that fine line, though, like you said, and you have to guard against that to not become so critical you know, I like how you said that, sick and tired, and you're able to see things. Well, I wish I, you know, I would do that differently. Right. But you don't have to really vocalize that, I guess. And, right. But there is a line there. You just have to realize that this is something being birthed inside of you. Exactly. It's not really that you're coming against the other people that are in leadership or authority, but that God has something specifically for you to do. Right. Well, you know, where would we be at, you know, in this country, for example, if people didn't challenge the yeah, norm, right? If uh, you know, if Henry Ford didn't challenge, you know, we're hearing that, all this you know. stuff in in our day. This the new normal, right? No, that's right. That something inside of me when I hear that statement, there's nothing about what we're going through that's normal. That's right. And I'm not accepting it as a new normal no, I mean, so i'm very uh distraught when i hear that term new normal so something right. builds up in you right. when you're pregnant That's obviously right. and uh this is i mean this is great stuff well you know if uh again i remember it was i forget the, the year but the, the man over the patent office in the united states wrote the president and said that, that you know we need to close the patent office everything that could ever be invented has been invented it's already done yeah. you know and that was probably <laughs> over 100 years ago right. you know so where would we yeah. be today yeah. if people didn't right. challenge the norm but here's the thing we have to understand is that those that came before us maybe they went as far as they could go and that's mm-hmm. not a negative no it's right. again you know uh they went as far as they could with the information, with the resources, with the tools right. that they had. Exactly. And if they're doing their job right, we should start where they are. Exactly. You know, Paul said there's no foundation that has been laid that has already been laid that is Jesus Christ. True. So the problem is, Scott, sometimes we start over every generation because we don't do a very good job of passing along information, um, mm-hmm. uh, gifts, callings, um, things like that. We don't do a good job of handing those things off to other people. So if you're feeling some of these things, God may be uh, calling you to uh, do something different, to uh, do something uh, out of the ordinary, to do something that that challenges maybe uh, the way that we do things now. And and that's just kind of how I'm wired. I don't choose to be that way. That's just how I'm wired, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, we, I've done a lot of things that have been like that. We're sitting in a coffee shop that used to be a hardware store. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I started this, people said, you're nuts. Uh-huh. You know, just different things that we've done that way. But, again, just because it's never been done yeah. doesn't mean that yeah. God's not asking you to do it. That's true. You know, And there's so many different areas where God can use people. That's right. Um, I mean, there's a number of things, and that's a whole different subject. So, you know, we're we're called that when we're born again, there's something for us to do. That's right. We have to find that niche. We have to find that vision. And uh, when God places that on us, then we do our part. That's right. About bringing that to fruition. So uh, the one thing I want to encourage people to do about conception is if you're feeling some of these feelings, is that to really seek the Lord and to really not be critical of where you are now and to love the people maybe that you're serving now Mm -hmm. and honor them 
And to in Scott, there's a time in, in my early life where if God spoke to me, for example, God spoke to me to move from Harlem where I was from, I just moved a week yeah. later. I was gone. <laughs> just gone. Just what well, God yeah. told me to do this. Yeah. Well, I didn't leave very well. Right. You know, I wasn't yeah. mad at anybody. Right. I didn't have a falling out with anybody, but I didn't leave well. You know, and uh, I didn't learn that about myself for several years, you know, after that, that it's it's important to, to leave well. And uh, so I hope people take that, you know, uh, to heart if you're dealing with some of those things. And I want to encourage people to, to dream and have visions, to uh, challenge the norm, to uh, think outside of the box, to do things maybe, you know, that you've never seen done before you know those that say it never could uh, can be done should never interrupt those that are doing it yeah, you know so uh that that's a, it's something that i think of but uh what i want to think about now scott and, and talk about is you think about too you know when your wife told you that she was pregnant um you know you don't wait for the baby until the baby gets here to announce you're pregnant no you know you don't have a baby shower in the delivering room no you don't so you start announcing the pregnancy when you find out you're pregnant. But the the actual baby doesn't come for nine months. Sure. You know, people understand this, but the actual gestation period is 40 weeks. But by the time you find out, it's usually nine months after that. Right. And uh, during a normal pregnancy that the baby's actually born. So, you know, get excited. Yeah. You know, get, get, get excited about uh, what... God is, is is asking you to do, you know, say it out loud, yeah. you know, don't be afraid, uh, don't be afraid because maybe it's never been done, don't don't be discouraged if people get critical, right. you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, I, I mean, we got pregnant very early in our pregnancy, you know, people might say, well, why didn't you wait longer, why don't yeah. you wait till your job's more secure, why yeah. don't you, well, think back when people were uh, uh, selling the West, what was their excuse? Well, wait till you get a better wagon while you're running around with a coonskin hat on your head. What, you know, there's never a good time to have a baby. No, no, you know no. what I mean? I don't care how much no, money you save. No, I don't no. care how nice it's your true. house is. It's, true. Yeah. it's hard, right? It's hard. I mean, uh, our example, of 17 years married before we had a, a kid, and it was a jubilant time because we were like Abraham and Sarah, you know, yeah. in the church. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a great time. I mean, all of those things. And you look back on those, in our case, I'm 56 with a 17-year-old, and I'm thinking, man, yeah. a, a lot of people my age, you know, have grandchildren or right. uh, uh, should have started earlier, but God has a plan, and he's right. working that plan. We should be excited when we're in the middle of that plan. That's right. Sure. And you know, too, Scott, some people, if they've had miscarriages, yeah, sometimes they're hesitant about oh, yeah. announcing their pregnancy mm-hmm. because of, of things that didn't work out before. Yeah, and, and building the excitement of others and then seeing that let down, it's such a hard thing, but, you know. You know, and, that, and if you look at that in the natural yeah. and in a, in, in a ministry aspect, you know, people are so afraid to fail. You know, you, you think you're not going to, you're not even going to start unless God tells you, you know, uh, the ending, yeah. you know, and that's just not how it works. Give me three signs, Lord, to, you know, let this happen and yeah. that and that, you know. Like Gideon. Yeah, it's the fear of failure. I mean, we, right. I mean we're honest. This is real life, that's right? right. I mean, every one of us experienced that, the fear of failure, That's right. of failing. And it holds us back if we let it. That's right. If we let it. But, you know, we, how many times did, uh, I forget how many thousand um, 
times that Thomas Edison, how many thousand different materials he used right. in the light bulb mm-hmm. before he, you know, he found the right one. And, and his attitude was, I didn't find, um, I didn't fail 10,000 times. I found 10,000 ways it didn't work. <laughs> there you, you go. Know. That's a great way to look it, at it. It is. Yeah. So, and, and if you're out there today and you've tried something, maybe you tried a ministry or something, and and, yeah. and you and, and in your eyes it failed. And I, mm-hmm. well, listen, we could do a whole episode on on oh, how wow. we define failure. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I actually preached a sermon once called The Success of Failure. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> failure, uh, uh, what you you'd consider failure, what God considers failure, it's two totally different things. Duty is ours, results is God's. There you go. So uh, if you were obedient to do what God mm-hmm. asked you to do, you were successful. Yeah. If nobody prayed, if nobody came, if yeah. nothing happened, you were successful. The reason it's important, uh, we talked about announcing the baby. The reason it's important to, uh, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. You have to say things out loud. And there's this thing that missionaries would do. When they would, let's say they were called to China, for example. So they would go away to uh, this training center. And when they were sitting around the dinner table or they were talking to, to their loved ones or whatever, they, they were not uh, allowed to, to speak in any other language mm-hmm. but the language of the culture where they were moving to, to minister. Okay. And so they would hold up a mirror and they would talk into that mirror. And they called that training your ears to hear. That's literally what they called that. So what that did was, uh, you know, activate their brain, train their ears to hear that language, to learn that language. So when the Bible says faith comes by hearing, mm-hmm. hearing the Word of God, yeah. not reading it, just reading it, saying it out loud, you know, you know, it's just a dream until you write it down. Until you say it out loud, it's just a dream. It's right. just an ideal. When you put pen to paper, you know, and, and you say, this is what God has asked me to do, or this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You step out, you embrace that, you accept, you know, the fact of the, the possibility of failure and all of that. Sure. You know, you start training your ears to hear. You know, Habakkuk uh, chapter 2, verse 1 through 3, this is God's word translation, says, I will stand at my guard post. I will station myself on the wall. I will watch and see what he will say to me and what answer I will get to my complaint. Oh, man, our prayers sound like complaints a lot yeah. of times, don't they? Yeah. Then the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. The vision will still happen at the appointed time. It hurries towards its goal. It won't be a lie. If it's delayed, wait for it. It will certainly happen. It won't be late. Wow. You know, I tip, you know and I, I made a note here. You can't plan revival, but you can plan for revival. That's true. You know, you can't plan success, but you can plan for success. That's right. So so when that time comes, you're ready, you're prepared. So going back, you've got that nine months. You make the announcement. You're excited. But do you make preparations physically for another person living in your house? Yeah. You have to, don't you? You have to, absolutely. You have to prepare a space and all of that. So. That's in that preparing. Yeah, and we're, we're going to get into the, in the next episode, uh, Scott. We're going to actually talk about the parallels between natural childbirth and how I believe they apply to and to spiritual so birth close, of the vision. Yeah. We're going to talk about accepting the pregnancy, uh, you know, and nest building, and uh, you know, accepting the baby, yeah. all of the processes involved in that. So we hope people stay tuned and uh, 
and and tune in to, to the next uh, few episodes as we uh, continue our discussion on giving birth to a vision. Absolutely. Hope you've enjoyed our uh, discussion today. Tune in again next time where we'll talk more of uh, real life stuff living in the here and now here and now with uh, joe farmer this has been great we encourage everybody to join us again next time and remember keep it real thank you for joining the real life podcast you can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available stay up to date by subscribing to our show join us next week as we tackle real life together